I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley. I'm an Atlanta-based filmmaker, comedian, and Mark, I'm registered and excited to vote here in Georgia. Elections are coming up soon. Make sure you're registered to vote, everybody. Bill, that's an awesome reminder. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm Mark Kendall. I'm uh, an Atlanta-based comedian. Uh, also, I just want to say real quick, my heart goes out to the people of Puerto Rico right now. Uh, you know, it's wrong what's happening to y'all. want to send y'all uh, much love, much love. Uh, today is a weekly roundup episode, and we're going to be talking about a very heartwarming telegram story. Uh, we are talking about a French Spider-Man, and I'm using air quotes there. Uh, we're going to take a fun dip into the world of sologamy and single life. And y'all, if all of that is not enough, we are joined by another member of the Ridiculous News family. I'm talking about Diana and Eli. They are co-hosts of Ridiculous Romance. Uh, Ridiculous Romance is a wonderful podcast where they explore the weird, wonderful, and ridiculous relationships throughout time and across the globe. I always learn something when I listen to them, and I also crack up with each episode, and I really cannot recommend it enough. So y'all, welcome to Ridiculous News. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks. We're so happy to be here. Absolutely. Love you guys. Yeah, such kind words about our show. We have, we have so much fun telling our stories. And, uh, you know, we even get to listen to you guys and and uh, uh, get some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> As you have yeah. some current events. For it's sure. like, ooh, that would Could we do an episode about that? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, it's like the best way to hear the news. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Forget Love Twitter. This is probably the most positive way to get the news, I would say. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 We yeah. try to we keep it light. And and one of our favorite segments that we do with guests is giving them their flowers. So it's any guests we have, we like to uh, shower y'all with some compliments. No returnsies. Nope. Yeah. Um, 
And I want to say you know, we guested recently on your show, and every time I've interacted with y'all, y'all are just so kind and sweet. Your show is hilarious. Your relationship is something that I strive for. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your uh, insight and your passion with the world, and also for Fringe in general is an amazing thing. Like, what a cool thing. Y'all rock. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. And uh, thank uh, you, ben. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I want to hop on what Bill just said. Uh, Eli, you know, your Fringe performance uh, recently, uh, you along with Twin Head Theater, there's a show called oh, Five no. Fifths. <laughs> it's part of the Atlanta Fringe Festival. Your performance as Marty McFly was really funny. Y'all's take on that <laughs> whole show and like, you know, just all the jokes y'all had in there was great. And of course, Diana, you know, a particular m- moment that I always come back to is like, you know, during the height of the lockdown when we weren't able to gather in person, you know, the work that you did with the Atlanta Fringe Fest is a way to like lift up artists, not just in Atlanta, but from around the world and, you know, brought people together. It's just like being able to do that even in those times is just really like an awesome uh, accomplishment. And so I appreciate uh, what the both of y'all do for the art scene, not just in Atlanta, but uh, globally. That guys. is so kind. Thank you guys both. Are you sure we can't? Nope. That, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, this is the rules. Sorry, y'all. Uh, our show. Yeah, so yeah, no time. No time. Damn, all right. Yeah. All right. I mean, we all spend right. the first three minutes of our episode insulting our guests usually. <laughs> this is so much nicer. This is such is a, a better segment. way to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a ridiculous roast would be really fun, though. Oh, we can do that All sometime. four of the shows oh, yeah. roasting yeah, yeah, each yeah. other. You know, it's funny you <laughs> yeah. say that because recently, I don't know why, but I've been going down this YouTube rabbit hole where I've been watching stand-up roasts because, I mean, like a lot of them are very mm. well-written jokes, but it's also yeah. just like very surprisingly mean. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just part of the tone of the roast, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but that said, like a, a good roast can be fun. It can be fun. Did you see it's Bill Nye's true. roast? Like, I guess Kylie Jenner said that she could have, someone said Kylie Jenner could be uh, the Little Mermaid and Bill Nye uh, made a tweet that said, there's already enough plastic in the ocean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that, that so pretty. And as a bill, as a fellow bill, you know, you always got to, you got to shout out. Bill, Nye. <laughs> sure. Bill yeah. respect. <laughs> yeah, That's y'all. a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, we're going to hop into our next segment. Uh, and so these are our ridiculous news nibbles. And these are headlines that we've collected uh, that caught our eye uh, from things that have happened recently. Uh, so, this is an article to start things off. It's an article from Axios, uh, and it's about the rise of interracial marriage and its approval rating. So something that they have noticed recently is that approval of interracial marriage in the U.S. is at a new high of 94%, and this is according to Gallup polling. Uh, it matters. Uh, this is according to the article. It matters because Gallup first asked the question in 1958, just 4% of Americans approved of interracial uh, couples. So it just shows just how much uh, things have changed in public perception. Um, It's like, what? Like 4% in 1958? That's so crazy to me because that's 1958. It's not that long ago. No, no, no. No, no. This is kind of reminds me of an episode that we did about Sammy Davis Jr. dating Kim Novak. And that was in like 50s, early 60s. And people were not there for it. And they even like sent the mafia after him to get him to stop seeing her. And then, like, maybe 10 years later, they went dancing and nobody cared because it was just it was legal at that time. And I was like, it must have been so weird for Sammy Davis Jr. to be like, one minute you're breaking my kneecaps over this. And the next minute, it's okay. I'm like, like, what changed? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, the prevalence of interracial marriage has also increased. So back in 1967. Uh, just 3% of married couples were interracial. Now it's 20%, and that's according to the Pew uh, Research Center. And, you know, this is also just kind of like America becoming more and more diverse. So, you know, America is projected to have a majority-minority population by 2045. Um, And so that will also, you know, mean that partnerships will also continue to become more diverse. And also, uh, younger Americans are more educated than ever. So there's a higher rate of interracial marriage among those uh, with more education, uh, studies show. Uh, interesting. So yeah. mm-hmm. That's interesting. You said it's a 94% approval rating right now? Uh, yes, yes. And, and it kind of, t- I mean, it depends on age too. If, if right. you're 18 to 29, it's like 98%. 
Okay. Um, okay. So the the lowest number is the fifty plus folks who are at ninety one percent. I'll go ahead oh. and say it ninety eight percent. Hot take here, maybe still not mm-hmm. enough. Love it. But what's that two percent holding out for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It'd be funny if those two percent were just like, I don't approve it. I love it, you know. And they're like, Well, (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I love it. Totally. (laughs) The Gallup pollster just didn't get the joke. Right. right. Okay. Well, we'll put down the you don't like it. I'm over 50 and I'm still on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. We do have the uh, the lovings on our, our to-do list for Ridiculous yeah. Romance and do the whole loving decision. We've, we've oh, just yeah. been waiting until we have some serious research time to dedicate. To right, right. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. It's going to be mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, serious stuff. This next story is about love as well. And because we had y'all Ridiculous Romance yeah. folks on, we want to focus sure. on love, of course. So I thought this was a cool story about uh, how the Japanese show they care, and sometimes they do it by sending a telegram. This is from the New York Times. And of course, the telegram is something we associate more with the Roaring Twenties than the 2020s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has kept a foothold in Japan where millions of the messages still crisscross the nation every year, carrying articulations of celebration, mourning, and thanks. Old friends send them for funerals, politicians deliver them to constituents, and businesses use them to commemorate the retirement of valued employees. Um, and one example of this is when uh, Hiroshi Kano got married this summer. He wanted to make a big statement that would impress his future in-laws. And so he asked for his company's president to send a congratulatory telegram. And it arrived at the wedding party. It was read out loud. And this quote from Hiroshi said, It really pumped up the atmosphere. Uh, I felt like a celebrity. Uh, Added his wife, uh, who is a 31-year-old office administrator. They posted photos of that message and another wedding telegram on Twitter, uh, along with the his and her Hello Kitty dolls that were delivered with the notes. What? Wow. That is cute. (laughs) I don't know if I'd feel like a celebrity just because my boss sent me like, congratulations. (laughs) I guess they have a different relationship with their boss. (laughs) Right. That is one of the things that jumps out to me is like, I don't know if that would have had that impact Hmm. for me, but I'm glad it did for them. And also, it just said it arrived during the party. And like, what moment, you know, and how does that, does someone just walk in the middle and stop? stomp their foot three times and everyone turns <laughs> I imagine maybe it's like during the reception people are dancing but there's like a lull it's been a bit and someone's just like we need to save the party and someone brings out that telegram the like celebrate Chumbawamba this telegram is lit you know like oh my gosh the written word you know the written word I love this. It's like a really, really formal text message. Mm-hmm. I guess it feels yeah. like you're like, I took the time. I had to spend a little money, mm-hmm. but it's as instantaneous as a text. But it feels like I put more effort right, right. <laughs> to it. Oh, yeah. A lot more effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. I, I haven't sent a time. You know what? I haven't even, I can't remember the last time I wrote a letter to somebody because uh, I just yeah. send a text or an email. I don't you know, I, I'm doing this thing called the Artist Way. Mark and I talk about it a lot on our show. And oh, cool. one of the um, assignments is basically about being creative. It's a cool book. I highly recommend it. But one of the assignments is to write a, a thank you letter to a mentor. And one of my mentors growing up was my guitar teacher, um, a guy named Danny Grady, who's an amazing uh, positive role model in my life. And that was, you know, almost 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And I can't find him. I've been trying to track him down to send him this letter. And Danny, if you're listening, hit me up, man. Because if anyone knows Danny Grady, uh, it's tough to get a letter out nowadays, y'all. I guess you don't have the yellow pages anymore to go through. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that same exercise in the artist way. And it's a really good, it's a really good exercise to think about people that were, you know, supportive in your creative journey. And it is such a good feeling to be able to thank them for that. It's huge. Yeah, that's a good exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a lovely idea. I had definitely have not written a letter. Ooh. 
Ah, shit. I can't even think of the time that I wrote a letter. <laughs> the lost art. I know we've got a drawer full of stamps. I'm like, I don't think we'll ever use these again. For what? <laughs> yeah. Thank God for Sorry, forever stamps. Office. Are they forever yeah, stamps? Yeah, right? True. They are forever they are stamps. Forever stamps. Good. Yeah. Sorry, USPS. That... <laughs> yeah. Does that make us lazy, though? Because it's like it used to be. It always changed. Now we're like, well, I got forever. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I always do I'll it wait. next year. <laughs> we, all, we got a, one other story for our, uh, our news nibbles. Uh, and this one is a headline from New Atlas. It is a bizarre Bluetooth mouthpiece mutes speech in public places. So the idea is that you have this device that's designed to create an air pressure pocket uh, in your mouth. So it keeps sound frequencies from escaping through your mouth. So you can like have private conversations. So you can either like strap it to your mouth like I'm doing right now. And so you can have a conversation and not be heard. Or you can like hold it up to your mouth. And so that's the way that the the technology works. And so it'll start shipping in November or December. And so if you ever wanted to have like a private conversation, I guess, but in a crowded area, this would be a way to do it. You just have to have the device on your mouth. So it's like the old get smart cone of silence, like a portable <laughs> version. <laughs> That's interesting. I know. I mean, obviously our privacy isn't being invaded more and more every day. But mm-hmm. I do have that initial reaction of like, I don't think I've ever had a conversation in public that I that I was afraid if someone heard that, you know, my information's going to get out or something. I guess sometimes if I'm paying with a credit card over the phone and I got to read a number, it's the first yeah. thing yeah. I think of. Yeah. That might well, maybe be you need one. to do more uh, crimes. Then. That's true. I should probably <laughs> do more crimes. To you. Yeah. <laughs> no, like get I it together, Eli. Start incriminating always, yourself. <laughs> I mean, we've been married for five years and you are always telling me not well. enough crimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Listen, I'm sure that keeps I, I like it exciting. to live on the edge. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, keep it exciting. Exactly, Bill. <laughs> keep it fresh. You know, yeah, spice it up a little bit. And yeah, this, these things, it looks so bizarre. It looks like it's like a punishment when you look at the photos of this thing <laughs> strapped to somebody's mouth. And one of the the ways that they say it's beneficial is like the, the quality of the audio. Because, you know, like you're using AirPods, mm-hmm. and you're getting all this bleed in from people. But if you have mm-hmm. this like mic literally suctioned to your mouth, it sounds super, super clear. Oh, and hey, Mark, Jason, like this is Mark. One. Yeah, yeah. No, Ma- don't worry. Mark's using one, uh, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. No, I stepped away. It's all good. Yeah. Could you please send me those illegal drugs to my house? Thank you. Oh. Oh, also, Mark, do you have any more of those like cinnamon fa- flavored um, like undershirts that work against oh, like no. I sweat really bad? So oh. if you could like double up on the cinnamon flavoring. So it does not. People complain, you know. Thank you so much. Oh, also, Mark, do I you have. Oh, sorry, one second. I see someone waving the. Sorry, Bill. Mark, I'm using the technology right now. What, what is yeah, it? Well, How you, can I help? You, you, it's so it, it looks cool, but it yeah. realize, it, I don't mm-hmm. think you turned mm-hmm. it on because we can hear everything you're saying. No, we read the article yeah. together. It said nothing about turning anything on or off. Uh, uh, well, it must be loose. I was just trying to say that it, it, the the whole illegal drugs thing could come. I mean, this we're recording this, so it could could come back and and, and bite you in the butt. Yeah, y'all heard on it. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Sorry, we did. Okay. Oh. But honestly, I'm kind of interested in these cinnamon shirts. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, okay. If you could send a couple of those in my way, I hook up. No, I didn't. Hmm. Wouldn't mind talking to your guys. <laughs> uh, I just um, let's uh, let's get to let's get to commercial. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. 
a story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose, I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. So we're back. Uh, so excited to be joined by the folks from Ridiculous Romance and, uh, you know, we guested on their podcast, and so that'll be coming out soon, and it was so fun. And so, y'all, we talked about sologamy uh, on your episode. So we yeah. wanted to revisit some uh, uh, sologamy topics as well as talking about single life in general. Uh, but for a deeper dive into yeah. sologamy, go check out Ridiculous Romance. We're on that podcast. So again, go check them out. Uh, but before we kind of talk about this topic, you know, I didn't know much about sologamy as a term. And so we wanted to define that for our listeners here. So uh, we borrowed this from uh, your amazing research as well as help from our researcher, Casey. And uh, Brides.com says, sologamy or autogamy or self-marriage is a symbolic ceremony where you commit to maintaining a meaningful, deep, and loving relationship with yourself. So this is not a legal ceremony. There's no binding contracts, no tax breaks. This isn't something that's going to change your marital status. Also, you know, there's no paperwork. There's no accidental bigamy if you end up getting married later. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, one of the stories that we talked about in your episode uh, in more depth, but we'll just kind of touch on briefly just to give an example of sologamy, uh, is from uh, a situation uh, back in the 90s. 
So a woman named Linda Baker in Santa Monica in 93, she was turning 40 years old, uh, had never married anyone. And so she decided to throw a ceremony. She invited her family and 75 friends, had seven bridesmaids, uh, had an actor friend as an officiant, uh, you know, and they mentioned during the ceremony, the officiant, that all that was missing was a bear swilling couch potato who might forget your birthday and cheat on you and make you miserable. Uh, so that that was an example of uh, solochomy that uh, y'all researched that we thought was really cool. But just to kind of like give an example of one of those stories. Yeah. Yeah. It was so interesting. I really enjoyed our discussion about it because it feels like one of those things that it's very easy to quickly judge somebody on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I guess you can't find somebody or whatever. But it was so nice to kind of talk it over and be like, actually, it's kind of cool to commit to yourself and and decide that you're worth love and I need to take care of myself and I need to love myself and mm-hmm. really be committed to this person and this person's happiness as much as another person. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes from that was a woman who said that the for better or for worse part of the vows was mm-hmm. such an important part because it's easy to kind of love yourself when you feel good, but yeah. to really kind of stick by your own side, even at your own worst is a challenge. And that's something if you really promise to commit to yourself, you can you can see why, you know, sort of making a ceremony out of that uh, might uh, might give you some some feelings of self-love moving forward. More resilience, I guess. And it, yeah, it seems there's a lot of real positivity around it and celebration. Yeah. And especially as there are more and more single people, which brings us to our another main course topic today is that uh, at some point this week, it's National Singles Day. Uh, so there's oh, a little bit of really? discrepancy, but hooray for National Singles Day. Yeah, it's actually Yay. a National Singles Week. So we, our amazing researcher, Casey, we were asked because we were getting some different stuff online. So National Singles Day is on the 22nd, according to some folks, but it's also some sources say it's the third Saturday of September. Mm. Um, so what you know what I could say? Hey, singles, we get to celebrate double. Yeah. Hey. Double. Hey, Two days that. for one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two is better than one. <laughs> and um, it, it's actually uh, uh, inspired in part by a China National Singles Day, which was started in the 90s by a group of college students and catapulted into Guess what? A global retail phenomenon. <laughs> Just oh, like no, a retail phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like every holiday eventually becomes. Uh, and the co-founder of Alibaba, Jack Ma, uh, which he was part of the reason that it catapulted, it actually generates sales in excess of $9 billion. And that was wow. back in 2014. It's actually the largest retail sales day in the world. And it more than doubles our Black Friday and our Cyber Monday combined. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, sure, because there's no joint gifts. Everybody <laughs> gets their individual <laughs> present. You gotta get one for everybody. That's such a good point. Right. <laughs> well, in our in our sologamy episode, I think we talked about how big of an industry weddings are. I wonder how this compares, like globally, how much money people are spending on singles day versus their weddings. It's interesting. And, and maybe you have maybe some single folks have more income to spend, you know, maybe that's yeah. part of it too, depending Definitely. on, you know, their situation or or more apt to spend it on them themselves. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, here in the US in the 80s actually the the Buckeye Single Council of Columbus also started National Singles Week. Uh, which is also known as National Unmarried and Single oh. Americans Week, uh, which, interestingly enough, compelled the U.S. Census Bureau to begin publishing statistics on singles in America for the very first time. Oh, wow. Um, oh, They're like, oh, okay. I guess we should count these people as human beings. Uh, <laughs> I and, thought they were just rodents living in the wall, but actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that noise is. Uh, <laughs> Single people. Oh, the singles are in the attic again. (laughs) I don't know. Should you get the broom? Uh, (laughs) Honey, we've got singles. (laughs) No. 
it's so funny. It's like the 80s, you know, being born then makes it not seem too far away, but I still feel like that could happen in the 80s now. Now that we're, we're so far away, it's like, ah, singles, gross. Gross. Get them out of here. You're not allowed in the book club. Would you call the sex terminator? Hey. Or a singles infestation? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, speaking of this National Singles Week, uh, Psychology Today had an article listing 20 reasons why we need to celebrate single life. And I thought this was, this is just part of the list, but I thought some of these were really interesting. Uh, so number one, they said, we need it because living single is how we spend the better part of our adult lives. Uh, another thing they said was, we need it because what it means to live single has changed dramatically over the past half century. Uh, but our perceptions have not caught up. I thought that was was particularly interesting, you know, yeah. kind of like being like, hey, like we as a society need to, uh, you know, continue to think and ruminate on like how we even define being single. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting psychology today. Mm. Um, yeah. they, they, they also said uh, we need it because uh, single people who live solo can show us that living alone is not the same as feeling alone. I thought that was an important distinction. Mm -hmm. um, we need that this week different. of celebration of living single as a counterpoint to all the celebrations of marriage and weddings and romantic uh, romantic coupling. So I thought that was interesting sure. too. I guess, and Eli, I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying about for better or for worse, like you know, celebrating your relationships with other people, also celebrating like your relationship with yourself, or like normalizing yeah, yeah. that. You know, um, and that was also what was interesting about sologamy too in our episode which is like you know you have people that marry themselves but then might also go on to marry other people and so what i thought mm -hmm. what made sologamy interesting was like it really is about doing that work to say like hey i'm gonna love myself and i thought that that was very positive but also very uh, powerful and affirm affirming yeah uh and then yeah, yeah. and then plus living single such a good show Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. We haven't watched Living Single, One but I was obsessed. Definitely. <laughs> it was it was so good. I remember, all right, so I have like two or three tangent things about Living Single. So first thing, Please. like I remember being like younger in elementary school, me and my uh, me and my friend Alex T, we'd be at his house, we'd be watching reruns of Living Single and it was so fun. Mm. We didn't know what they were talking about. We we're just like, these are just cool people living in this oh, fun apartment. Exactly. And Queen Latifah's great. She asked Queen Latifah. Yeah. Queen Latifah, she asked you, how fun is this? And that theme song I know, she and did. the song. Yeah, yeah. So baller. So, so great. So like, it was, it was a great, great 90s show. Queen Latifah, she had this cool job. She was working for like some zine. Anyway, it, great premise for a show. <laughs> So good. Oh, great. Man. So good. Great. So ride. good. I'll say uh, Max Maxine, Eric Alexander, was one of my first TV crushes. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maxine. Yeah. She was great. I love Maxine. Yeah. All business. Yeah. All business. <laughs> he likes some business I was, like apparently I was can tell. I was like I'm very <laughs> Oh, and then there's this other show uh, called Heart of Dixie. And there's a character mm. on Heart of Dixie. I forget their name, unfortunately, but it's just like, their, their character in Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie was like late 2000s, early 2010s show. Uh, mm -hmm. I forget what network it ran on. Maybe it was a CW show. Anyway, a character on that. I was watching a random episode of Living Single and one of Queen Latifah's old friends is that person that was also in Heart of Dixie. So Living Single was in the, in the early 90s, like early mid 90s. Heart of Dixie, mm -hmm. like 20 years after that, this man looked exactly the same. But he was in both shows. It was like someone was like time traveling. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> He's well preserved. I'm jealous. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. But just these, these facts from psychology today, just sort of like affirming singles week, I thought was really important. Because I mean, it, it, it helped me realize like some of the ways that like I, I would hear singles week. I wouldn't necessarily think about like all these positive things that they list not right away. And that's mm -hmm. just my own like uh framing of how like i framed being single you know what i mean like and so i thought yeah. that, that was a cool way to to flip those um uh flip those perceptions yeah 
it's kind of like with inter, the interracial marriage. It's like we've grown to accept it pretty much as a society. Yeah. I don't. I wonder if we've come that far on just the single people in the attic. We're always getting the broom and hitting the walls and <laughs> right, all these things. Right. You know, I, I do think it's the attitude might not be as positive, which is kind of weird. And we mm-hmm. and good that we're trying to switch that around. Yeah, I hope these singles weeks are like, because it feels like singles events are so much about finding someone. So like mm-hmm. a singles night so you can meet people or a singles, you know, you pick a name out of a hat, speed dating kind of thing. Right. It's all about finding someone and not being single anymore. So it's kind of cool to be like, let's actually have an event where we just we're happy this way. And it's not about mm-hmm. finding somebody and, you know, you're not incomplete <laughs> as an individual. Yeah, I feel like we have a tendency as people to think that our the thing we experience joy in, other people must have it too. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't, you're missing out if you don't have mm-hmm. it, as opposed to like appreciating everybody's unique experiences mm-hmm. and saying, you know, other people might be perfectly happy not living the way you live or liking the movies you like or things like that. Right, it, it just spreads right. across so many things. You see it in people so constantly. Yeah, yeah, different priorities and mm-hmm. different goals in life doesn't mean I'm miserable. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm just stuck in the attic with these other singles. <laughs> the, 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 uh, you know, Jimmy Carter is funny when I hear things like that, because he you always hear of America described as this melting pot. But I like what he said is that he doesn't think we're a melting pot, that we're a beautiful quilt and that we're all have mm. our different patches that can, you know, contribute to this beautiful thing. And we're all our own unique mm. thing. And I, I feel like that's a much better way to think about that. We can have yeah. our own cultures and our own beliefs and our own hobbies and interests and then work together um, to register to vote. So remember that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Very important. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and I threw some questions for y'all because it's like, hey, we have us single dudes have this wonderful married couple on the show. Um, oh yeah. So uh, we're gonna throw some questions at y'all. I wonder how did y'all and y'all, you know, I, y'all might have already addressed this stuff, I'm sure, on the on y'all's podcast. But for for us, uh, how did y'all first meet? What was? Oh boy. Um, well, to cast our minds back to yeah. the aughts. <laughs> <laughs> we were at Georgia State University. Um, we both ended up in the same theater company. I think at the time Ooh. we were both in different long-term relationships. Uh, yep. And uh, and when those respectively ended, mm-hmm. we got together uh, a couple, took a couple, a uh, couple false starts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, well, I feel like we got together like a month or two after our long-term, both our long-terms mm-hmm. had ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then we were both like, I don't think, I'm trying to jump into something very serious right yeah. away. And yeah. this feels like a could be or something. So whatever, forget you. <laughs> <laughs> and like a year went by and then it was like, actually, everyone else sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> so <laughs> I <laughs> no offense to everyone else. Right. <laughs> I had um I had only ever been in long-term relationships pretty much since high school up through college, like 14 months or more. Mm-hmm. And um, so then we started dating and I think, yeah, like however long it was in a few months, um, I, I had had even the feeling like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for another long-term thing. I've, I've never just like casually dated mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe I want to try that. And, um, and among other things, we decided that we would kind of split up for a little while and, I think in you said it was about a year, Diana, that we were apart, and um, you dated how many people in that like time? Three, it's like three, okay. And how many people did I date in that time? How many? Zero. Oh. <laughs> and then we got back together. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess casual dating's not for me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I was never a go-getter on the dating scene. It was usually like. I, you- Easily could have gotten some oh, dates. Oh, thank you. I think you could have. <laughs> that's, this is such a great story. It's and, really you know, lovely. Curious, like, to, to, <laughs> sorry to bring it back, to because we're talking about singles and singles days. Is there anything y'all miss about being single? Yeah, I mean, oh, different phases. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, clearly had two different experiences being single. <laughs> right. So, 
I was being required to like go on dates and like <laughs> do the whole interview process where I'm like, I'm my best behavior. <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> no, it was just me and my dog and no bedtime and video games. And call, so you know. different from now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> go to bed whenever you want and play video games. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I guess. Oh, geez. I guess not then. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's very good for me because I hate to cook. So as soon as we got together, I started eating a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't miss my single life. There's a lot of craft dinner for me. (laughs) Oh, that's that's what I miss. I miss cooking portobello mushrooms. She hates mushrooms. (laughs) 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 We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. Well, y'all, we actually have like a fun game that we uh, put together for y'all. Uh, so oh. this is called Compliment Battle, all right? And so okay. we wanted to have the two of y'all, Eli and Diana, face off against uh, one another. And so rather than just giving each other a compliment, which I'm sure y'all can do an amazing job of, you know, y'all y'all are great with words, such great people. Uh, and we realize it's putting y'all on the spot, so take your time, you know, no rush here. Okay. Uh, we want you to give the other person a compliment that you've never given them before. So here on the show, we want to see yeah. if you can debut a uh, a new compliment for the other person. Um, I'm going to give y'all uh, some time to think about it. Uh, during this time, y'all may not know this, Bill. I don't even know if I've told you. I'm a professional yeah. uh, jazz singing improviser. I don't always my use God, words. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, 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 I studied for many, many years. Um uh, in different Mark, places. You never told me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've studied oh. for a long time, like uh, several years. Uh, you know, in in showers, uh, road trips, things okay, like that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, pretty intense, uh, pretty intense educational <laughs> background. So I was just gonna like sing a little bit. Uh, there's no like real strong lyrics, but just to give y'all time, just to ruminate and to think, and then uh, we'll come yeah, we'll okay. come back to y'all. All right. Uh, and okay. Tari, you don't have to, but if you want to, Tari, add in some underscore of some jazz music. You can pretty much put any jazz music in. It'll go along with what I sing. Just simple scales and chords. So, all right, here we go. All right, y'all. So um, uh, I could go for a really long time, but you know, <laughs> that was really it's, it's part of like a three-hour piece. That. So, um, oh wow, that's just yeah. one section. Yeah. I need the oh. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need the album. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let me know when it drops. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, what was great is that I was able to just clear my mind. It wasn't distracting mm. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just think. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I had that. I'm glad I had that effect. Uh, so, so do y'all? Y'all have some uh, compliments you're ready to share for the other? Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go? You're so good at going first. Oh, Lord. Thank you for that compliment. Is that my compliment? That's it. That was me going first. Could be an insult. <laughs> an underhanded. Um, I was going to say it's going to be hard for Eli because he compliments me a lot Ooh. about a lot of things. He's very sweet. So, sorry, babe. I'm, I'm going to have an easier time because <laughs> I'm more withholding. <laughs> um. I was going to say that I really admire Eli's self-esteem. Um, he's really just taught me a lot about going, you know, I don't know why I care about this person's opinion about what I do or what I like. I am who I am. I want to live my life. And that's okay and fine. And that was something I really had a hard time with. And he's helped me so much throughout the years of our relationship to kind of be like, you know, if it's not something that's harming somebody else and they're not coming to you with like, something real that you, you you hurt my feelings or something like that um who cares let it go let them be say whatever they want you know and I always really admired that it's just such a strong personality and sense of self and you have really nice hands oh I don't know if I've ever <laughs> told you that you have sexy hands oh thank you <laughs> that's amazing awesome that was really good wow, thank you so much um uh-oh well no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've, I mean, you're right. I try to, I try to tell you the things about you that impress me regularly because they are many and frequent. Uh, 
But I really, I don't, I don't know how much we talk about this because we kind of take it for granted a lot. But I really love your appreciation of like nature and and the natural world and animals. And you know, we can go. We like to travel, but those travels can be fairly simple. I mean, well, I don't know if it's simple. We drove out to Utah in 2020 and camped out in the desert and that to i love that stuff i mean i could be in the middle of nowhere and love it and uh and a lot of people don't and i really love that you not only like doing that stuff but you have a a real appreciation for that you notice details you notice little tiny things um not to throw back to our show again but we just did this walt whitman episode where you talked about his appreciation of just looking at a single blade of grass and saying, oh, oh my God, how does this exist? You know, and I feel like you have that too. And that's something that uh, you help keep that active in me uh, because I really like having that same uh, just appreciation and, and awareness of the world around us. So that and your love of animals, it's really, again, it's something that's just so taken for granted we don't talk about, but it's really important to me. Oh, thanks, babe. Oh man, y'all killed Who's that. ridiculous romance now? <laughs> Who's ridiculous? <laughs> what, what show? What show is what? Uh, wow. Uh, we have to bend the knee to ridiculous news. <laughs> the, new, the new kings of romance. <laughs> what a On cool. this single episode, you made our married life even better. <laughs> We've been talking about doing an episode on ourselves on the show right. at some cool. point, and now yeah. we'll have to include this moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be awesome. maybe we should have someone on to ask us questions because we clearly take our own story for granted. Sometimes yeah. you kind yeah, of it was, like, skip over a... good details and stuff. I love that story yeah, that y'all told. It's yeah, great story, and it's so much fun to hear y'all tell it, and so genuine how much y'all love each other and, and care about each other. And it's funny because Mark and I we were prepping for this episode, and I had all these shitty questions for y'all because <laughs> I was thinking about Singles Day, like what do you miss about singles? What's the worst part about be- being married? And then we realized, oh, this is a terrible direction to go. Uh, let's go. Yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk. Yeah, about that. No, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, we can do that. <laughs> I think what what we just did was way way better, and, and just, yeah reminds uh me of why y'all are such a good uh, pair and why everyone should check out ridiculous romance yeah thank you so much guys thanks y'all yeah that was a good exercise maybe more people should do that in there they should be like every you know month we have to come up with a compliment we've never paid each other i know that's and it's like compliment day <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. tough because that took what 30 seconds and some jazz music for me to come up with that true they don't so... have the soundtrack now that they might need the inspiration i just feel like now i've given you all the compliments <laughs> yeah. it's hard to find now i have to find another new one next time well that's the other thing about it though is that you have to continue improving and being oh, cool yeah. mm-hmm. in order to inspire the compliments. True. Yeah. If you just sit on your ass and act like a fool, <laughs> what am I going to come up with? Uh-huh. All right, <laughs> Next compliment day. <laughs> like halfway through the month, you're like, I see you sitting there again. Now, what do you think I'm going to say to you on compliment day? <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Let me go clean the bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more ridiculous news to cover, but before we do, let's take a quick break. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. So we're back. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of dessert. So these are some fun headlines that we found that we wanted to talk about. Uh, so this first headline from Reuters, uh, French Spider-Man uh, climbs Paris skyscraper to mark turning 60. So Elaine Robert, the free climber dubbed the French Spider-Man, scaled a 48-story skyscraper in Paris recently, fulfilling a goal he had set for himself once he reached the age of 60. So he climbed this building. It was 613 feet tall. And he was quoted as saying, I want to send people the message that being 60 is nothing. You can still do sport, be active, do fabulous things. Uh, And he went on to say, um, I promised myself several years ago that when I reached 60, I would climb that tower again, uh, the building that he climbed, because 60 symbolizes retirement age in France. And I thought that that was a nice touch. And so he told the paper that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not only did he do that, but he climbs without permission. He's been arrested a whole lot and he climbs with no harness. He uses only his bare hands. And, uh, that guy's that guy's hardcore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm shocked real. he made it to 60. I would celebrate too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like yeah. I should have fallen off a building a long time ago, but here I am, <laughs> still thriving. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. cool. I just celebrated my dad's 66th birthday this like. past weekend, and I was like, "What do you want to do? Go out to dinner? You know, whatever." And he's like, "I want to climb Stone Mountain." Awesome. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then when we were actually doing it, I was like, "I guess you felt like." I'm 66, but damn it, I can still climb a mountain. Yeah, right. It's not yeah. the same as scaling a building without a harness, but it made him feel good. <laughs> mm, absolutely. I mean, he was, was doing better than I was. I know. Yeah. He was doing, we were like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are much younger. And <laughs> yeah, keeping that heart healthy. That's so cool. Yeah, my, my dad like bikes 20 miles every day and he is. Wow, yeah. Wow. 69 and um he gave me his old bike that he had kind of worn down which is a great gift he listens thanks dad mm-hmm. and uh it's it's inspiring the amount that he commits to it and it i think sometimes i'm like is he in better shape than me um <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reminder to get out there and yeah. exercise mm-hmm. yeah you know? very true yeah i bump into my parents at the gym pretty frequently That's true. they're there oh, wow. before i am and after i leave <laughs> that's I so know, interesting right? so y'all go to the same gym yeah. I know, right? Yeah. They live like two streets They're away from close. us. They're very close, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it like, they, what, like y'all next to each other on lifting machines? There's a little competition going on. You, keep you each keep adding up. another weight. Right. They uh-huh. just fall over. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're doing 50? Well, I'm doing 60. <laughs> oh, well, I'm doing 70. <laughs> I'm going back it. to 50. I'll be real with you, Dad. I'm <laughs> going back to 50. <laughs> well, well, y'all, speaking of being healthy in your bodies, we do a segment called, sometimes called the Mental Health Minute. And I saw a cool oh, yeah. article that uh, reminded me of that uh, recently from uh, CNBC. And it was talking about there's actually 11 phrases from your vocabulary that they say you should ditch these if you want to feel more confident and sound more confident. And I just picked three. And I thought these were ones because I feel like I say this to myself a decent amount. So in the, the three that I picked one was instead of saying, I have to do that, what you can say instead is, I get to do that. Oh. And just swapping that one little word, yeah, change your attitude. It makes you look at something as an opportunity rather than an obligation. Um, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I, I remember being younger, we talked a lot about gratitude in my house. Mm. And they, you know, they were just like, if you think about, you know, if you look at something and you appreciate it, if you're grateful for it, you know, you have more of a capacity to deal with things that happen in your life. Mm. Um, and I remember sitting in the dentist chair and I was getting like a cavity filled or something. And I hate the dentist. I have a lot of anxiety. So I was sitting there thinking to myself, how grateful am I that I can afford this right now? How grateful nice. am I that this exists? And it really did. I mean, it really did help me. Like my anxiety kind of went down a little bit. Mm. So was, that actually does work in some scenarios that's <laughs> awesome other times please put that. me under <laughs> it'll be easier for both of us <laughs> that's so great especially for the dentist because i you know dentists oh, no. love what y'all it. do y'all are so important but man it is mm-hmm. a stressful thing so i mm-hmm. am definitely stealing that diana thank you for that try, try it it might it might help you like I don't know. It gave me a different mindset. It didn't last. <laughs> that shit still hurt. But I had better teeth when it was over. Mm-hmm. So I was able to focus on what was really important. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think that's real to an extent. Yeah. And that's a great like uh, way to reframe it. Uh, the, the other two that these have are kind of just reframes. You know, it's, instead of saying mm-hmm. I failed, you can say this attempt didn't work. Um, what do you think of, Hey, you know what? Every, every failure is really a learning opportunity. And, uh, I also like a phrase that called, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. Yeah. Um, good way to get flip it. And the last like one that. is, uh, why is this happening to me? Um, which a lot of times when I'm listening to Mark's jazz album sometimes I pops in and, and it is a beautiful album it is a beautiful album but you get into two and a half hours of it and sometimes that'll come and, 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 and a little much that can become what am I learning from this uh, in, in yeah. particular uh, I, I learned that Mark is a brilliant um, uh, uh, musician and um, 
you know. That's right. You know, maybe learn all about time. jazz. Yeah. <laughs> next time he'll do a double album, maybe or triple album. Mm-hmm. I think three oh, hours might already right? be a double. Right. Album. That might be a double album. Yeah, I just hit record. But those are you know? cool. Yeah. <laughs> just let it go. Yeah. That sounds like jazz improvisation to me. Yeah. <laughs> you just see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up there with the greats. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, the last story that we have for y'all is a feel-good story to end it uh, about a missing cat who returned home and rang their video doorbell. Uh, and the family in New York all gasped. Uh, their pet eight-year-old cat named Lily disappeared from owner Stephanie Whitley's Long Island home. Four days they were gone, producing panic throughout the household. Uh, Whitley said, Lily always comes home. She's a very smart cat, responds to her name. You can call her. She comes. I never felt like she would not come home, but this time felt different. And fortunately, a surprising sound came late at night. The family received an alert around 10 p.m. and all looked at each other. Who's at our house at this time of night? (laughs) (laughs) And the TV screen, which I I guess I should do this. The ring is connected to their TV. Just displayed the giant (laughs) Lily cat face (laughs) meowing. Incredible. Yeah, she said they were laughing, they were crying. It was a great moment. Um, Whitley said, I don't know how she found us, but she definitely knows what the ring camera is because every time a notification goes off, she'll look toward the door. It's a smart cat. Wow. That's a very smart cat. <laughs> That's really interesting. I'm impressed. <laughs> this, we just saw a video of a bear, like, walking around someone's car and then figuring out how to open, like he opened the car door Mm -hmm. and got in the front seat. I was straight up like, he's about to drive. I was going to (laughs) say. He looked like he was about to drive. I went like, I better go to McDonald's or whatever. (laughs) But he ended up just leaving. But I was like, wow, they already know how to open car doors. Like they really understand, you know, they live with us. Animals Mm. live with us and I think they evolve alongside and they kind of go, okay, they care about this. This is a priority. I better learn (laughs) what Mm. this is. I'm amazed sometimes. I had a dog uh, for a long time who she would bark when a doorbell went off on the TV or something like that. But she never, and I had her almost her entire life, never lived somewhere with an audible doorbell. So I don't know where she learned that that sound meant something was happening. Huh. Right. But she That's just so knew weird. it. She's just like, that means somebody's at the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Huh. I, that, you know what? I've had, you know, the dogs in my life and it, it does seem like it's this trigger reaction that's inborn into them. Yeah. Like, what is it with all dogs? <laughs> that's <laughs> maybe that's we should do a deep dive into that, Mark. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Dog psychology. Mm-hmm. I'd listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very interested <laughs> in that. <laughs> that's so cool, though, that she rang the doorbell. I love it. Oh, that's I love adorable. It. And her face popped up on the TV. <laughs> oh. She's like, I saw how fast you come to this door when there's pizza. (laughs) Get over here. That is so true. (laughs) Well, y'all, we'll uh, close things up with a segment we like to call the spring of inspiring inspiration. So this is when we pick an inspirational quote uh, to send you off on a positive note. And so this quote is from uh, Unknown uh, when I I searched it online. But the quote is as follows. Uh, Worry is a misuse of imagination. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's true. Why not just imagine the best instead of the worst? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. It's a good point. It's kind of like the, I get to do this instead of I have to do Mm -hmm. this. It's such a good way to like, (laughs) guess what? It's not like that. (laughs) This drill sound from my dentist is painful. There's a lot of people in the world that can't afford it. Can't do it. Yeah. yeah. They would just have to take the tooth out and there would be no teeth. But I get a crown and I get to have a full (laughs) pearly set. Yes. Lucky me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Eli and Dana, it was such a pleasure having y'all on. It's always great to talk to y'all. We really appreciate you. And uh, listeners, please follow Eli and Diana. Listen, subscribe uh, to Ridiculous Romance. And uh, what's the best way for them to keep up with y'all? Otherwise, how do you want them to keep in touch with you, support you? 
Oh, well, thanks so much, Mark and, and Bill, for having us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has oh, been so fun. We always love spending time with you guys. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us, you can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at oh great, it's Eli. <laughs> Same. I'm at Dynamite Boom. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, or you can follow our show at Ridic Romance uh, yeah. on Instagram as well and get updates about our shows and what episodes are coming out and lots of exciting stuff. Yeah. And we did have such a good time with the two of y'all talking about sologamy. So at the least, listen to that because it was a, a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for coming on. And I, you know, not only is it just fun to spend time with y'all, but it was really fun just to hear a little bit of your own story. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that episode because y'all are so charming and cool. And uh, likewise to our audience, y'all are so amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to us. Please check out Ridiculous Romance. Obviously, Eli and Diana are really cool too. Thanks for spending your time with us. We don't take it for granted. Come back and listen with us. Yeah, and you can stay in touch with us uh, via email. So you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. And on Facebook and IG, you can follow Ridiculous News. Uh, you can also check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Bye, all See ya. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.